0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, your number one Detective Conan Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me today for an exciting episode where we will cover an anime original and what you've been waiting for, Detective Conan Uno is. Colleen, how hyped from a scale of 1 to 10 are you to talk about Uno?
1: Oh, uh, an 11. I'm so happy that we're finally doing this.
0: You know, we... You don't want to, you want to save the best for last, so we'll be doing Uno after the episode. So, sorry to disappoint anybody who was needing that Uno fix, but we will get it after we cover this case. The Mysterious Old Man Disappearance Case, which was episode 152 of Detective Cannon. This originally aired July 12th, 1999. So, sorry Colleen, but you'll have to wait. I
1: have to wait like Like, like 30 another... minutes. Yeah. Well, we can wrap this up quick. Let's do it in 10 minutes.
0: Alright, let's, uh...
1: No, i Speed
0: through this so we can talk about the real main event here. The hint going into this episode was window pane. Alright. When does that ever come into play? I guess with the fogged window. Okay. Yeah,
1: but still. Win-
0: I wouldn't really call that the no. window pane. I'd just call it the window or fog.
1: Yeah, but after the last London case, station. the hint was window. They couldn't dare have another hint be the window.
0: That's true. To introduced the episode, Conan says, Today we meet a strange bus passenger. The case that unfolds is beyond imagination. Is it? Was this beyond imagination? Because A, it didn't seem particularly crazy. B, somebody literally came up with it. It's an anime original. It's not like it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, it is it is imagination. Somebody made this up, and they animated it. It
1: wasn't the hack, though, that made it up.
0: No. Maybe it's just beyond imagination of Geshoyama Oyama. He couldn't write something <laughs> this amazing.
1: Yeah, that's it. That must be it.
0: So, I gotta say, I was really excited that Sonico was in this episode as much as she was.
1: Yeah, she's Because your that girl. means
0: we're gonna see three straight Sonico episodes.
1: That's right. It's actually fun... Well, fun. Sorry, that's the wrong word. But <laughs> next time, uh, Sonico kind of goes through a similar ordeal that one of the characters went through in this one. So, it was like, huh, interesting that they chose this sequencing. Hmm. Interesting. It, well... Actually, I, I might be mis-saying that. I guess I thought that she got kidnapped in the next one, but maybe it's not a kidnapping. Anyway, Sonico Aww. has some problems, but we'll get to that next time.
0: The episode begins with Soniko and Ron walking in the rain when they spot a bus that they quickly get on. Soniko says that they're saved. Ron remarks that they only got caught in the rain since Soniko bought everything in sight. Sonico notes that Ron bought an important name brand bag as well and says she's going to take a nap until they reach the station. Colleen, how often have you fallen asleep on public transportation? Never. Never?
1: Is that something that uh, you have done before?
0: Oh, I've taken some naps on the old, on the the transport, you know?
1: Yeah? And have you ever missed a stop?
0: No, I'm not unprofessional, Colleen. Come on.
1: You get your, like, neighbor to wake you up?
0: No, no. See, the thing is, like, trains are so uncomfortable that usually you're waking up every ten minutes anyhow, so it's hard to miss a stop. Okay. Yeah, I guess falling asleep might be a step too far, but I drift in and out of consciousness on trains just fine.
1: hmm I have... I've
0: never been on a bus, though. Being on a bus sounds, like, cramped and terrible to me.
1: Um, I mean, it's not too bad when you get a... A seat. Like, I can't imagine falling asleep on a bus while you're standing up. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure people have done it, just I don't think I could do it. I don't feel secure enough to do that.
0: Later on, Ron starts to drift off as well on the bus ride, and we see an old man enter, and he actually runs into Ron's umbrella, which hits him right in the gut, and he acts like he's having a heart attack. He's like, oh!
1: I know! Didn't you think that he was in trouble? I was like, oh no, sir!
0: (laughs) He was in trouble, but for a very different reason. True. So he sits down next to Ron, and he actually recognizes her. He says, oh, you're a Kogoro's daughter. I am Shitara Jukichi."
1: That's exactly what he sounded like.
0: That's how old men talk in Japan.
1: Oh, okay. You know from experience.
0: Yeah, trust me. I know all the old homies in Japan. (laughs) We go way back. Shitara La- It's so funny that his name has shit in it, and I'm- (laughs)
1: okay i was like are we gonna talk about it
0: we had to say it right it's a good goof maybe it's like shitara so you don't have to say shit but i'm gonna say shitara because it's real funny that way
1: i'm sure it was a popular name in his generation
0: he laughs and shows ron how it's spelled using the fog on the window and then he's like see look shit
1: <laughs> pretty funny <laughs> okay i think i missed that blooper
0: and then ron writes her name and she's like oh there's no curse words in my name. And she was very sad.
1: That's exactly how that went down.
0: But while while she's writing her name, we see him, like, looking very intensely at Ron's new bag. Which I thought he was going to, like, steal or something. I thought he was a thief.
1: Oh, same here. I was like, oh, he's eyeing that imported brand bag that she just got.
0: Yeah, he's like, ooh, Chanel. That's my favorite. <laughs> what, what brand of purse do you usually rock, Colleen?
1: um i think i only have one no actually i have two brand name purses i guess um what is it though <laughs> see you can tell how much i care about brands um i think i have a a Matinat. do you know what that is
0: no okay. not at all
1: all right well i have one of those
0: not very name brands
1: <laughs> oh it's it's all about the vegan leather. That's what's popular. Oh, yeah.
0: Vegan leather. That's what's big in Canada.
1: I guess I. I thought maybe it was down in the states too. I don't even know what it's made of. It's like recyclable materials, I guess.
0: What's the other brand?
1: Oh gosh, um, I wish I. Like <laughs> this is so. I think it's Michael Kors.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Heard of him? it's cool.
1: And then the other stuff I have is just like no-name brand stuff.
0: (laughs) So that's the uh, Fashion Corner with Colleen, our weekly segment. (laughs) Dive into the world of fashion.
1: Yeah, that's me, the fashionista.
0: (laughs) Shitara tells Ron that he was thinking of going to see her father and asks how many stops it is to the Muromachi hospital. She says that it's four steps away and offers to remind him when his stop comes. However, Ron, utterly useless, just winds up falling asleep here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so obviously that bus was very comfortable, unlike those trains that you were mentioning earlier.
0: Yeah, but before she falls asleep, she does notice this mysterious man wearing sunglasses that's glancing back at them. She's like, uh, have you never seen an imported purse before? Name brand, duh.
1: (laughs) Why wasn't this guy checking out Sonico's purchases then?
0: I know, he should have been. Well, she wasn't like, she had hers all in the bags. Ron was like, showing hers off, she took it out already.
1: Do you think that's why Sonico and Ron weren't staying together? Because Sonico was sitting beside her shopping, like, all of her, her bags? Because was, that was one thing that I wasn't sure about. I was like, where was Sonico during this whole ordeal?
0: Well, I think she. some buses have, like, odd numbers of seats. Like, I think she was in a solo seat while Ron was in a double.
1: But does that make sense?
0: I could be wrong, though. I don't know why... <laughs> Buses are weird. <laughs> no, know? I
1: mean why the, they weren't sitting together.
0: Because she wanted to sleep. And it's, okay. So if I'm going to sleep on something on a bus, you got to have the window. The window props your head up. I can rock with a window. Window? See? I'm snoozing the whole way through. Now, if I'm on the aisle, you can't sleep on an aisle. What are you going to do? Fall into the aisle? Like, it's, Imagine how embarrassing that would be. So if you're going to sleep safely and soundly, you got to be leaning up against the window seat.
1: And that was our uh, sleeping on a bus corner with Tyler. <laughs> Tune in next week for more.
0: I've I've slept in train stations, Colleen. I've slept a lot of
1: places. Um. So you're saying that Sonico couldn't have possibly sat beside Ron, and potentially just leaned over on her shoulder and slept there?
0: Wow. Well, they're not lesbians.
1: <laughs> what? That has nothing to do with it.
0: She doesn't want to give anybody the wrong idea.
1: Uh-huh. All right. So anyways, not very important to the story. I was just like, where's Sonico? And she was in around. Well, <laughs> she
0: wakes up and she wakes Ron up. She was right in front of her. That's where she was. And Ron asks if the old man got off okay. And Sonica is like, who are you talking about? I never saw him. I was sleeping. Sonica then says that Ron might have just dreamt the entire meeting with the old man. And Ron's like, huh, maybe I did. She asks the bus driver about the old man, and he's unsure as there is a lot of different passengers. Ron says she's still worried, and she calls a taxi. And she forces Sonico to get with her. She's just ready to go home. And they arrive at the Muramachi hospital stop. Ron says she felt like she had met the old man before, and that he had something important to see her father about. Sonico tells her to start at the hospital, which is right beside the Baker newspaper building. However, there's no such person at the hospital with that name, and he wasn't a visitor either. Sonico tells Ron to go home, and she tells her father about the disappearance once she gets back. She asks her dad to have Meguri look at it, but he's like, no, I'm not doing that. Why? <laughs> why,
1: what is wrong with why you? Why would I do my job and look for a missing person? It's not
0: even his job. Like, she first off, she doesn't even know that this person exists.
1: Oh, I was definitely thinking it was going in the supernatural route, like, that this was some sort of ghost, and Ron maybe met him when he was back, like, when he was still alive. Like, I would have been down for something like that.
0: And, like, there was nothing mysterious. He said, hey, I'm gonna get off several stops before you do, and then he left. What was mysterious about this dude? Like, why was she so fixated on this old man?
1: I don't know, Ron's just, you know, a good person. He asked her, you know, where's my stop? And she even, like, leaned over and read the map that was, like, five seats away from her just to help this guy. I mean, he could have read it himself, but no, Ron's a... He has bad eyesight. Did you
0: see that, man? He was, like, 85 years old.
1: He had glasses on, though.
0: Conan then notices a magneto optical disc in Ron's new bag. I didn't know what an MO disc was. It's, like, a kind of a... Floppy disk, but it's a little thicker and it mag. It's like a uh, magnetized.
1: Okay, so nothing to do and with. I,
0: when the... I saw Magneto, I was like, "Wow, does that have yeah, something to do yeah. with X Men?" And it wasn't wasn't nearly as cool as I thought. But it's just another ancient form of computer discs.
1: <laughs> okay, um, which
0: you ever have a floppy disk? Oh yeah. Remember, don't copy that floppy. <laughs> huh?
1: I can't. Reg- No, (laughs) that was not a motto that I've ever heard. I mean, I've heard- Don't copy that
0: floppy. That's what they used to tell the kids.
1: No, I know, like, Be Kind Rewind.
0: We're not talking about VHS tapes, girl.
1: We are talking about ancient technology.
0: We're talking about floppy disk piracy, a problem that exists to this very day. So don't copy that floppy.
1: Yeah, so kids, don't smoke and don't copy that floppy. That's what you learned from this podcast.
0: Do you know where your floppy disk spin been? Don't copy that floppy
1: I don't think I'm going to answer that. <laughs> Let's not talk about any floppy disks.
0: Conan asks Ron about the MO disk, and she says, I didn't buy it. I don't even have a computer.
1: Um, but what's-his-name has one. Kogro has a computer. Doesn't he? Does he? I think. like He does work on it, <laughs> doesn't he?
0: <laughs> then why do they go to Agasa's house to see what's on it? Uh, Maybe, maybe think- he doesn't have a computer with magneto-optical disc outlets.
1: Yeah, that's right. Also, can we take a moment to appreciate how, and I'm I'm sure I've noticed this before, but I'm gonna point it out right now. Goss's house has no corners, and it's just like a bunch of windows in a kind of oval shape. It's, it's so yeah, cool. Oh yeah, it's cool. It's very cool.
0: I'm on the Wikipedia page for the <laughs> magneto- Just
1: doing a quick fact check. check. Well-
0: Here's some fun facts about the Magneto Optical Drive. It was introduced commercially in 1985, and it has, it was common in Japan, but it has fallen into disuse because nobody's copying that floppy anymore.
1: Wow, it must have been still popular in 1999.
0: Yeah, that's surprising to me.
1: Yeah. Especially in Japan.
0: Well, they loved to copy that floppy. (laughs) So anyhow, they go to Agasa's house, and Agasa puts it into his computer, and he learns that the file is password protected. And on the label of the M.O. disk, it says, Top Secret, Strict Prohibition. So, this is not supposed to get out.
1: No, what made you think that?
0: What did you think it was going to be? Did you think it was, like, drug deal info, like, hit, like, assassins or something? What were you like, wow, there must be some hardcore stuff on this floppy.
1: No, usually this stuff ends up being a bunch of, like, numbers and Excel spreadsheets, things like that.
0: Well, that's a boring answer.
1: But semi-accurate.
0: See, you have the heart of the hat, Colin, you could be Gisho Ayama.
1: Yeah, but he didn't write this one.
0: <laughs> oh, don't ruin my <laughs> joke.
1: That's what I'm here for.
0: Conan asks if it's possible to crack the password, and Agassi says it would take a lot of time. However, he'll work on it, so the two go to Sonica's house, and we get to see a Lex poster in her room. Oh uh, yeah, we do. The band from one of that early episodes, the karaoke case, where the singer does, and the manager used to have a big nose, but then she changed her nose, and the singer was like, Girl, I liked you with the big nose, and she killed him. Very deep.
1: Wow. I mean, I remember that episode, but... I guess I forgot that it it was Lex that dies, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if his name is Lex, but
1: oh, wait. I think that's
0: just the band. think
1: is the band. Uh, his you know what? Name I is... have the
0: member. I have the names Tatsuya, Tatsuya Kimura. Mm-hmm. He also had a girl. Like there was a girl in the band, and she wanted to be with the cool guy Tatsuya, but he's like, "Girl, my heart belongs to another." And then there was a big dude that just kind of stood there. His name was Katsumi Yamada. <laughs>
1: that's all he did.
0: Shout out to Lex. Well, he probably played play bass or something. Nobody's got time for a bass player.
1: Aw, poor. Oh, bass. he's a
0: drummer. Apologies.
1: Oh, that makes him way cool. So
0: he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Geez, thinking there was somebody named Lex. Wait, <laughs> ridiculous. Calling.
1: Never heard of anybody named Lex before, especially not in the same vein as Magneto.
0: So Sonic is just completely annoyed that they're there she just took a shower she's ready for bed and ron's like we gotta go find this bus <laughs>
1: <laughs> like at this point we're just we're just—were you just like fed up were you like sonical you're like i just want to go to bed i took a shower and i got my yeah. pjs on i got my jammies on i just want to go to bed
0: <laughs> i felt for sonica at this moment and ron says that conan told her that they should bring sonico as it might help them remember something and she just puts him in a chokehold and conan's trying to squirm out and she's like i was about to go to bed (laughs) poor conan's just stuck there but he deserved it he deserved the child abuse
1: i mean it wasn't a great idea like i don't know maybe it would have helped ron but i don't think it did in the end And
0: think about what wound up happening. Sonico wound up getting kidnapped all because of Conan.
1: Yeah, and yet that point doesn't get raised at the end.
0: So she joins them and Conan notices a car following their taxi, but it disappears when he goes to point it out to Ron and Sonico. Ron talks to the driver. and He says that there was a problem with the bus earlier and that it's being repaired at the company. He then says somebody asked him where a girl named Mori got off. Sonico says that's creepy, and the driver says it was a man wearing a coat and sunglasses. So he was that guy that glared back at them earlier. So, hmm. He seems suspicious.
1: I think he was just an innocent bus taker, just wondering, you know, making sure that everyone gets off at the stop that they need to get off at.
0: The three of them then get into the taxi and are once again followed. They arrive where the bus is being fixed and go inside. Ron remembers Shitaro writing his name on the window, but it's gone now. However, Conan breathes on it, and it reappears. That's kind of cool. He was like... <laughs> <and then> the <laughs> what is that, like, up.
1: freezing power?
0: <laughs> it was pretty cool, man.
1: <laughs> it was. I mean, this is the closest I got to Japanese magic in this episode. I was. Does
0: that work? Do you think that works?
1: Um, I think so. I don't know if I've ever tried. That. I mean, I
0: guess it's the same principle. I mean, not. It's completely different, but it reminds me of like when you write on like a pad of paper and then you rip it off, but you can see the indentations and you like shade it and you can see the writing. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but with like air particles. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder how long it lasts for. Because surely after a day or two, that will be gone. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know, I've never tried it out (laughs) Well,
0: next time you go on public transit And this is very smart to do during the pandemic (laughs) Just take your mask off, start breathing over all the windows And see if you can find any ready
1: Yeah, I'll I'll make that uh, my pastime
0: Conan then gets a call from Agasa Who has successfully hacked the password And he never says what it was, which I was disappointed I really wanted to hear what that password was
1: Oh, I'm sure it was something goofy like avocado1234.
0: Oh, so there we go. You now know Colleen's (laughs) password.
1: Yep. For every website, folks, go ahead. Try it. I have no shame.
0: Gaza says the disk is a double entry accounting record and it's for Baker Construction. One of the records is open to the public while the other is a secret internal one. There's information linking politicians with different enterprises and a bunch of information on behind-the-scenes deals. So, clearly, they're not on the up-and-up. So, they have some illegal business on this double-entry accounting record.
1: Fascinating.
0: I thought it was pretty interesting. I was like, wow, this really makes me care about the case. (laughs) Conan says the old man was likely being followed by the man wearing sunglasses. He realized this and put the M.O. disc into Ron's bag. Ron says she has to find the old man, and that he must have gone to the newspaper agency. However, Conan reminds her that the man in sunglasses asked about where Ron was, which means he must already have the old man. Conan tells Ron to notify Kogoro and the police, and then runs off to the stop where the old man got off. And, like, Ron's like, where are you going? And he says, he, like, there's all the big moment with and He, like, commands her. He's like, you, stay there. You're being watched, and you got to be safe. you got to stay here. I'm also seven.
1: Just listen to me. <laughs> I'm calling you big sister. It's actually interesting how Shinichi got used to calling Ron, like, Ron Nechan.
0: For... What do you think about Ken being so assertive here? Really demanding Ron to listen to him here? Oh, yeah. He seemed it... more like the adult.
1: Yep. It, it was hot. Yep. That, that's it.
0: It was hot? You want to... Okay. <laughs>
1: No, I think it was good,
0: Colleen. Don't you leave your desk. You're gonna record this podcast.
1: Did your voice just crack?
0: I don't. I hope not.
1: No, no, I wouldn't.
0: Okay. Well, clearly that wasn't hot. All right.
1: No, I thought it was. uh, That was really great of Conan to sort of step it up, and um, because it was kind of like this whole case was so such a whirlwind like conan just got involved and i mean where was Kogro? he was drunk the entire time so conan had to sort of step up and be like girls here's what we're gonna do here's the plan
0: and uh sonico go get kidnapped i don't care about you
1: obviously not he's like hey sonico come along because we need an extra body to get kidnapped instead of ron
0: Ron and Sonico go inside to use the bus station's phone and call Koguro, who we learn is completely drunk and nearly asleep. While Ron calls Meguri, Sonico tries on Ron's new bag and walks outside. The man that had been following them grabs Sonico and he takes her with him in his car. And a bus driver sees the whole kidnapping takes place and he tells Ron about it. Man, poor Sonico. She was really done dirty this episode.
1: She was. Didn't it feel like she was just kind of... Uh, the extra person that they put in here, like, oh, well, we need somebody to sort of be our, I don't know, sacrificial lamb.
0: Yeah, she felt like the Ron of the episode. <laughs> yeah. gossip then calls Conan and tells him that the criminal's car came out of the bus company gate and turned left. That's the same direction Conan's headed, so he tells the taxi driver to turn back. The man returns to the hideout, where the old man is tied up, and we learn that there's two men in glasses working together. I like how the they have this, like, cool guy deal where they have to wear sunglasses indoors <laughs> together. Even when they're alone, they gotta keep the shades on.
1: Yeah, they're like the little brother organization to the black organization. They're the black shades organization.
0: Yeah, they're both wearing raincoats for cool guys.
1: <laughs> I mean, and one is wearing, like, a pure white coat, too. So I'm just like, wow, you got, you have to be really, you know pristine and careful with white so he can't really get up to any dirty dealings
0: canon doesn't see the suspect's car anywhere and he has the driver turn down the street and he's like this is a dead end uh you're kind of going the long way here because like i don't care
1: props to the driver though he's like you know kid it's a dead end it, it leads to a factory i don't know i like the driver he was a great character
0: yeah shout out to the driver <laughs> So Conan gets outside of the car, and he spots a warehouse that says Eugen Economic Research Institute on it. So he calls Agasa and asks if that name was listed in the document, and it was, and they actually had large amounts of money listed. So Conan sneaks on inside, and he overhears the man that's over on, on the bus yell at his accomplice for grabbing the wrong girl. Like, why didn't you, like, do the job yourself then, you lazy bum?
1: <laughs> yeah, if you think you can do it better. Although the accomplice that made the mistake kind of reminded me of vodka.
0: I can see that. They're both kind of useless. <laughs> you're, all, you're like, why are they even there?
1: Because we couldn't get any real criminals.
0: Cannon then turns the car on, and he uses his elastic suspenders to hook the car to, like, a crane. They decide to get rid of the two hostages as they're useless without the disc, and that's when Cannon uses the crane's controls to lift the car up, and he has it crash through the window. Oh I'm not sure... Like, what effect this really had, other than to startle them? And boy, everybody sure was startled.
1: <laughs> no kidding. And Conan just has, like, a total disregard for the safety of Sonico and this old man. He's just like, whatever. If I hit them, too bad.
0: Yeah, Conan opens the door and he introduces himself as a metante, Real cool guy, stuff. And that's when he kicks the car's mirror that broke at the two men. it ricochets off one guy's head to the other one, which is pretty impressive. Beautiful. So, they're both KO'd. And that's the end of the case, really. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> there's not much... Like, this case was, like, super light on actual, like, content. There wasn't... Like, there's not much to discuss here. Like, the, we, have, we get some backstory here on the character. Like, very light backstory. So, it winds up that the two men were criminals associated with the inside dealing with Baker Construction. Meanwhile, Shitara, who was the old man... He was a Baker construction employee that took the records as he wasn't sure what to do. And that's it. So that's the whole information about the case. What'd you think about this? This
1: Oh gosh. Like
0: this is like the most anime original ass anime original episode in a while.
1: Oh, totally. It's just like, hey, we need an episode in between these two what do you guys got and they're like well we have something that we're starting but we're not quite finished with it whatever let's just take it and run with it so I don't know it was like okay of an episode like I would even say that if you're watching detective Conan you could probably skip this and be fine like the best part of the episode was when Conan crashed that car through the window like that was gold but the rest of it sort of like meh um i i really thought that we were going to get some japanese magic in here with like ron and the old man writing out their names and there was going to some- be something with the kanji or whatever and that was going to help them there out.
0: was his name said shit in it and they were
1: like <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah that, yeah great 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 job tyler <laughs> 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 i'm gonna turn to you next time we have this uh Japanese magic problem be like what do they mean by that Tyler but yeah it was just sort of like well, I'll a...
0: be able to describe it perfectly
1: exactly so yeah it, it was it was like a meh episode um, and uh, I'm I'm glad that we saw Sonico like it's always nice to see her and uh, yeah that, that's about it
0: <laughs> yeah so after Conan does all that stuff we see Ron and Sonico have a tearful embrace as the police arrive and arrest the guys. And then Slater revealed that the anti-corruption office came down on the company the next day for their crimes. So after the ending song, Ron and Conan are sitting inside Café Poirot, which we haven't ever seen before in the anime. It's the, uh, there's a little coffee shop, little cafe, uh, right below the detective agency. So this becomes a place that's comes up like semi-regularly in the series. This is actually the first time we've ever seen it. I was surprised we hadn't seen it to this point, really.
1: Okay, I'm glad that you're confirming that because they said it in the episode so nonchalantly. They're just like, oh, it's the cafe under the detective agency. And I had that very same thought. I'm like, did we see this before? Like, I feel like it's our first time. And, like, why are we being introduced to it through an anime original episode? Unless it's kind of like one of those things like Takagi where it started out of the anime and eventually made its way into the manga.
0: Well, I think it's the reverse to where it was introduced in the manga, but like we haven't reached that point, so they're just like nonchalant because it's not a big deal that there's a cafe there. So they're kind of just like nonchalantly, oh, here's the cafe. Everybody knows there's a the cafe, but just with like how the episodes were produced, we haven't seen the cafe before, so it seems odd that it's a nonchalantly shown.
1: Exactly, especially since like the crux of how this guy knows Ron is because of the cafe. Like, that was per- probably the biggest mystery to me, was, like, how does he know her name?
0: <laughs> yeah, so we find out uh, Ron and Conan are sitting there, and she's like, man, I can't remember where I saw this old man before. And he's like, maybe you saw him on TV or the newspaper. And then the old man just appears. He's right in front of them sitting down at the, like, diner table. And he's like, hey, I just eat at this cafe a lot. And they're like, ha, 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 ha.
1: You described it, like, it's the end of a sitcom episode.
0: That's that's how it was, though. <laughs> like, oh, he's a regular. <laughs> I guess he's known you for many years, and we've never brought up this cafe before.
1: Where everybody knows your name.
0: And this is purely on a technicality, but there is a character introduced who is the, like, main worker at Cafe Poirot, who is Azusa Inamoto. We'll probably talk more about her when she has an actual line, because she says nothing and appears <laughs> in, like, two frames.
1: Oh, didn't wasn't she the one who served them?
0: Oh, yeah, I guess she said two things. She's like, <laughs> okay, I'll get your milk. And they were like, oh, thank you, orange juice, please.
1: Very important dialogue right there.
0: She technically makes a debut here, but I don't really want to count it because it's, like, such a non-appearance that it seems wasteful to act like that's her big debut.
1: Yeah, this is, like, Chiba's debut. Yeah. We're just not going to count it.
0: What do you think about there suddenly being a cafe and Azusa finally showing up?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, I've watched ahead, so I know about Cafe Puro. I just didn't oh. recall that this. Sorry, did that make it? Did I make myself sound high and mighty there? I didn't mean to.
0: <laughs> Miss, I watched ahead. Okay.
1: <laughs> but I didn't realize that this is how it got introduced. Like it kind of, like you said, it becomes a recurring place that they go to, and they actually, you know discover certain things there or like cases start in the cafe so it kind of I mean it doesn't have as much importance as like the Mori detective agency but it becomes like another location that we get to know so it's just sort of odd that it's just like you know thrown in here for for kicks um, but yeah I'm I'm glad that uh, we finally get to see it and I love I love its name like I I'd love that it's another like detective reference so it's great
0: let's get our overall thoughts here on the old man the mysterious old man disappearance case i thought this episode (laughs) kind of sucked to be honest like it wasn't like a bad watch i wasn't like oh god i really wasted my time watching this but it was like you said it's the most skippable episode we've done in a while like we've had a stretch of like some pretty interesting anime originals and even if they weren't like super endearing or had a lot of like interesting plot points they were at least like fun to watch there wasn't that much that was fun or interesting here it was very forgettable like i wasn't really impressed at this by this episode at all
1: yeah the one thing i'll add to my earlier comments though and to just kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying is that it's too bad that it kind of was a ron centric episode because it almost feels like you know, okay, we finally get to know a little bit more about her or at least spend a little bit more time with her in an episode and it turns out to be such a dud. So, I mean, it it goes up from here. Ron has some great character moments coming up and she has other episodes where she, like, takes the lead in solving cases. But this was just kind of like, you know, her like we were joking about earlier like what was her fascination with this old man like why did she have to find out what happened to him like couldn't she just move on with her life and but I guess once they discovered the MO disc like I guess that's when they had to get involved but yeah it was just a a jumbled up mess of events and none of it was particularly interesting
0: yeah I guess I get her fascination if like because he didn't know her name and she was like, man, I, I swear I've seen this guy before. Like, I guess that makes a little sense, but it did seem kind of odd that she's so obsessed with this old man. And then, like, Sonica kind of convinces her it was a dream. So then she's like, did I even see this man? And she's like, well, I'm still going to obsess over it.
1: I guess it helped that Conan is such a, like, mystery buff, too. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to go with you and solve this case, even if it might not be an actual case. But... Hey, they ended up uh, arresting two criminals, so there you go.
0: Yeah, more Sonic is always good. The part where she was choking Conan was pretty funny. I will give it that. Uh, Kogoro being, (laughs) like, drunk and on the floor was kind of entertaining. But beyond that, I can't say there was a ton of entertainment in the episode, and I thought the mystery was near non-existent. It was more just following plot points rather than, like, putting clues together, you know? Because we're just waiting for, like, a Gasa to crack the code. Like, there wasn't really that much, like, to put together. But thankfully, you know, like I said, we saw Sonica, and we'll get more of her next time as we will follow up with the Sonica's Dangerous Summer Story Part 1 and 2 next week. The Conan's hint for that is Sonica's camera, and we're, we're teased with some swimsuit action here at the very end. Sonica says, Ron, that swimsuit is pretty bold. Then Ron says, Sonica, yours is too. And then there's some uh, squealing from the girls.
1: Oh, you're not going to do that one? No sound effects for that? <laughs> hey, that's pretty, pretty, pretty accurate.
0: Yeah, so, exciting stuff.
1: How stoked are you for this next two-parter?
0: Oh, like I ha hat. Like I don't watch it weekly to see them in bikinis. Come on.
1: Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm very excited for this story, because uh, we do get introduced to a character next week.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for the plot, too. (laughs) Sure. But, let's move on to the real main event here, Detective Conan Uno. I did not know there was Detective Conan Uno until I was on Amazon one night. Shout out Jeff Bezos, I guess. (laughs) Piece of shit. But, I was on Amazon, I was like, let me just put Detective Conan in here, see what they're selling. And they had a Detective Uno card game for, like, 13 bucks. And thanks to our generous Patreon users, we have money to waste on Detective Kuno <laughs> stuff now. So I bought Detective Car- Kuno, uh, Detective Kuno,
1: <laughs> Detective Kuno. That's awesome.
0: I bought Detective Kuno Uno, and now I have it in my hands right here. And I can confirm, it's like Uno, but with Detective Kuno <laughs> <and Detective laughs> characters
1: on the cards. Before we is get into a wonderful review, have you left this review on Amazon yet? <laughs>
0: I will leave it. It has fifty one ratings. Uh four and a half stars. So pretty positive reviews. Four point seven out of five. For... Well, there is one two star review. Let me see if they left a review. It was purchased in Japan. Let me translate it to English. I did not know the contents of the kid card, so I bought it for the time being, but the title redraw was complicated. What is so this person just didn't know how to play you know. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. There are, in fact, instructions. They're in Japanese, but I feel like it would be plus Uno you know, is not that hard to understand. You know no, what
1: I mean? like if you know it's how to play Crazy Eights, yeah, it's a children's card game. So, um, so this box has no uh, English on it whatsoever.
0: Well, it says Uno in English <laughs> because it's got the Uno. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all. That's all the English you need.
1: Okay, so I have a picture. To reference so that we are talking about the same thing. So talk to me about the box. The cover has some characters on it.
0: Yeah the box is like the manga uh, art where it's like the bricks and you've got Ron, Conan there they're hanging out by some Uno cards and then you've got the detective boys there. They're all shocked. They're like wow Uno and then <laughs> on the back there's a bunch of Japanese I can't read. Oh it also says Detective Conan in English for the logo so that's pretty cool.
1: Okay cool. So, I can't help but uh, mention that Shinichi didn't make it on the box.
0: <laughs> no, he's not even on a card, I don't think, but...
1: No, he has to be.
0: Maybe, I don't I don't know. We'll, we'll go through the cards here in a second. But on the back, it mentions that there's four Kaito Kid cards on the back, which are the wild, like, just change the color cards. And there's also another wild change the color cards, which is Vermouth. So I'm guessing this is, like, a reissue with the uh, Kaito Kid stuff added in oh okay now I don't know that for sure but I don't know why they'd be advertising it that early and why there's two designs if not that like that was a special thing which would make sense to me you know get get some more of those Detective Conan fans money
1: yeah because <laughs> yeah. they have money to waste on Detective Conan merch
0: well, I know we do, thanks to this uh, Patreon, which you can subscribe to, so I can buy more Detective Conan kind of board games, please.
1: Yes, please and thank you. We're very appreciative. Yeah, so maybe we can and we'll to...
0: get the next one.
1: Oh, well, we know. Well, we know. Some people know what I have my eye on, but I'm not going <laughs> to spoil it in case I have actually ever do get it, and then it'll be a surprise.
0: Let's go through the cards here. Number one is Conan himself. Lovely. Number two Is Ron Mori.
1: She's looking a little coy. She's got a little pose going on.
0: Yeah, she does. She's kind of like, hmm, I wonder if Conan Shinichi, she's curious about that.
1: Or, hmm, I wonder if anyone loved that episode that I was just in with the old man.
0: Kogoro's looking quite confused and suave here.
1: (laughs) Two uh, moods that I never thought anyone could pull off at the same time.
0: I gotta say, like, these are not the greatest poses. Like, they could have picked better poses for a lot of these characters.
1: Yeah. I mean, Conan's is fine, right? He has his uh, hands in his pockets, looking all like, oh, I'm a Metante.
0: Yeah, he's a dork. Uh, So, <laughs> Hibera looks good. She's just standing there in a shirt. That's cool.
1: Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> we
0: have all three of the detective boys on the same card. Genta, Ayumi, and Mitsuhiko.
1: Mitsuhiko looking very, um... You know, he's, like, pondering something.
0: Genta is very happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. he's
1: like, I made it on a Detective Conan Uno card.
0: We have... Old, you know what? We made a bet last week. Well, it was, like, a, not really a bet. There wasn't really anything on the Ooh, the two of but us? I thought, yeah, I thought the old man would die in the disappearance case, and you're like, no, he's just disappearing. It's not a murder. And You were correct. So oh, okay. I do want to mention that.
1: Did, did we bet on anything?
0: Like... I don't think so, but... Oh, okay. I, Remind I, I me to do that next that. time. Okay. <laughs>
1: Not that that's gonna. We have a Gasa
0: story, as the six card. Uh, Hatori is seven.
1: All right, he made it in.
0: Number eight is Hatori's girlfriend. <laughs> Kazuha. She
1: doesn't get a name. <laughs>
0: okay. I just said it. Kazuha.
1: All right. Okay, okay.
0: So Masumi Sera, who is a very more recent character, she's a female teenage detective. You know, we have Hatori, we have Jimmy Kudo Shinichi, and then we have her. He's like a, a female Jimmy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think you'll like her. She's one of my yeah, favorite I think characters.
1: So. Is she anything like Haibara?
0: <laughs> Cooler. Well, hmm, I don't know. They're both queens. Who's to compare and contrast to uh, great ladies? They're all queens uh, in my me, eyes. She, that's who. <laughs> she's the nine card. Then we have the reverse card, which is uh, when you're playing. It, you know, you go like clockwise. If you play this card, you force the order counterclockwise. And this is Shuichi Akai, who's the FBI agent.
1: Oh, is that a spoiler?
0: No. Well, when he's introduced, we know he's FBI. Well, I guess the spoiler is that FBI agents will be coming in play.
1: Okay. Um, See, I've met we... him, but I, when he was first introduced, I wasn't quite sure of his position. That's why I was like... Oh. oh. But anyways, okay, he's FBI. It doesn't really matter. You'll find that out well, later. He
0: may have a complicated past. Who knows? Uh... We have the plus two card, which is draw two, is Subaru Okiya, who winds up living in uh, Shinichi Kudo's house, Colleen. What? Yeah. See,
1: I didn't know that, because I don't know this character at all. I'm not
0: going to say anything else other than that he winds up living in Shinichi's house.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I will leave it in that. Only well, he's uh, not living in it.
1: But No, I... I okay, I'm, I'm going to have to settle my thoughts on this. <laughs> And we're probably going to talk about it in four years.
0: Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You think we're talking about it way sooner than we probably will. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And the skip card, which is where you skip over somebody's turn, is Ray Feruya, who's the blonde, tanned character that is also more recent. He's become very popular. And he actually has his own spinoff series. Uh, called Zero's Tea Time. He works at Café Poirot.
1: So, okay. That's for a whole other conversation, because, like, what can the spinoff possibly be about?
0: Oh, it's a lot, trust me. Okay. Well, he's making tea? Do, do you know what kind of hijinks you get into? Oh,
1: pff, I guess. Is he, like, is this, like, Oran High School Host Club or something?
0: Maybe. Oh, I'm very disappointed. So there's a Zero card. Shinichi Q is on it.
1: Yes! <laughs> See worth zero hmm. <laughs> no,
0: so it must be the rarest card, because there's only one of them per color, so so that's a rare card,
1: I guess so I don't I'd have to look at my my plain boring uno deck to see if I have a zero,
0: yeah, I don't think z- zeros are I don't know maybe they are like is that used. like too
1: bad I mean the instructions are in Japanese, but I like is that how you would If you were to play Countdown Uno, which I don't know if that's like a house rule thing or whatever. That
0: that, that would be a house rule.
1: Yeah, okay. So I guess there's eventually you have to win with the zero card. Yeah,
0: I guess so. So
1: Oh, so Shinichi's saved, like, best for last.
0: We also have the, like, wild cards, which lets you change the color on the board. Two of them is vermouth. Then we have the deadly duo of gin and vodka. They are a draw four card. So you know you're, you've are you messed up when you're getting them.
1: Yeah, that's actually kind of, uh, I don't know, thematically uh, pretty, uh, pretty sound.
0: Yeah, and then the other, like I mentioned before, the other two wild cards are Kaito Kid. Where he's looking real, he's grinning, and he's like, don't show me any fish.
1: <laughs> he's looking real good. So out of all the character designs, which one would you say is the best?
0: uh, I like Kazuha. She has a nice little pose there. She looks happy.
1: She looks really cute, yeah.
0: Yeah, Jimmy's pretty cool. Or Jimmy. Shinichi looks pretty cool.
1: (laughs) You've already gotten used to the dub.
0: Oh, God. Uh, I I do like the draw four card with it being the two baddies. That makes a lot of sense. And then the mysterious Kaito Kid being a magic card is also cool. Mm -hmm. So you get the four colors. You get four different decks, Each of each color. Red, blue, green, and yellow. So yeah, it's a uh, it's Uno. I don't and know what I was no,
1: expecting. <laughs> there's no deep like there's no design on the back, right? Other than n- just like Uno. Just the
0: and- well, it says the Uno logo and then it has Detective Conan in the corner and then it, it's basically the design from the box but it's tinted blue. So it's like blue bricks.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, I I guess that would be unique to this pack cuz I don't like I think the regular Uno cards are something else.
0: Yeah, so uh Uno.
1: So when was the last time you played Uno?
0: About 2 months ago.
1: Oh okay, it's uh more recently than I have.
0: Well, like it is a fun ass game, Colin. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. There's like
0: a you know knock off on a Nintendo Switch game that I was playing with some friends. I think it's probably just called like Duo. cat something like that. But <laughs> we played that for like three hours. Just it's a fun game to play while you're just catching up with friends and talking about your days and stuff because it's a very passive experience. And then we were playing at like 3 a.m. and you gotta. Yeah, you know, with Uno the whole thing is once you're down to one card you have to say Uno. Yeah. And you the way it works in the game is you have to press a button before you lay down your cards and we were all so sleepy. So we were messing up a lot. and It was always so much fun when somebody would mess up and they have to draw four cards cuz they didn't say Uno. So we we got to bust on each other. Quite oh, often okay, so that. you
1: actually were <clears throat> uh policing other people like <laughs> cuz Well, sometimes... the game does it automatically. So oh, Okay, fair enough. Yeah, sometimes very, if you're just playing with the though. cards, you kind of forget, and you're like, did you say Uno? Oh, I don't know, let's just move on.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the fun, people have to place it, and some games, you actually have to call it out, like, you have to call people on their shit if they don't press it.
1: What's the penalty? You have to, like, you draw. draw-
0: You draw four cards.
1: Okay, okay, so you get a, a black organization kind of treatment.
0: Yep. And uh I I I play I used to play a whole lot of you know on Xbox 360 me and my friend Hunt Hunt Mac. Uh, shout out to
1: we, Hunt Mac.
0: Shout out to Hunt Mac. So we used to play on Xbox Live constantly and we'd have voice chat on and so we'd just meet up with random people, bullshit with them. And we were like uh like junior high, high school and we we just like spend our late nights like talking to soccer moms playing uno on xbox live no it was way, cool man really. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> those were the good old days i guess
0: <sighs> those were the good old days i miss those days playing uno cuz so they put a they put an uno game out on like playstation 4 and stuff but you can't talk with strangers i don't think there was something where they messed up the online play to where it was no longer the like community fun experience and i was like ah, i don't want to actually play you know i want to bullshit while playing you know you know <laughs> there's a key difference there
1: how would you rate yourself oh go ahead
0: i will say if you are interested in the detective kind of you know it is still on amazon it's uh 15 bucks free shipping if you have amazon Prime. but i mean you can probably find it somewhere else for around the same price and you wouldn't be supporting jeff bezos so maybe do better than i do <laughs> and buy it <laughs> somewhere else but i bought it there so no judgment
1: so you're recommending this Uno set. Oh yeah,
0: it's a nice Uno set quality. I'll probably never actually use it, but it's something nice to have, I guess. Absolutely. Detective Conan, you know, how'd that review live up to your expectations? Are you hyped? Are you glad we had this talk?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're talking about Detective Conan stuff, so that's what we're all about, and if, you know, through our, well, your review, (laughs) like, I didn't do much, but through your review, if it uh, encourages someone to pick up a pack, then... All the better, cause, like we all know that the Detective Conan uh, industry, I guess, needs more money. <laughs> I'm kidding; that's a joke, guys.
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah, fun stuff. We don't really get a ton of merch in the U.S. of Detective Conan, and obviously this was imported from Japan. But uh, hopefully, we can find some more cool stuff like this that isn't just like a an expensive figure or some. Kind of nice to have like a cheap collectible for the series.
1: Mhm. And you can actually do something with it. I mean, yeah. figure you just kind of look at it, but here you can actually play a card game.
0: So yeah, that does it for the Detective Conan Una review in this episode of Case Reopen. I want to thank everybody for listening. And shout we outs. also have to give yeah, Patreon shout outs. And thankfully, I'm always prepared. I have all the Patreon lists up right now. I'm not stalling for time at all. Because I am a professional, Colleen.
1: That you are. And I will just sit in the corner and watch you, like, marvel at you while you do this.
0: Yep, shout out to medium-sized Jeffrey. Not too tiny, not too big. Right there at that medium size.
1: Just right.
0: <laughs> big Chief Mason, shout out to Ryan's self. Spencer Young, he made some curry recently, I think. He was sharing on the Discord. Do you like curry?
1: Yep. I like food. Of Somebody was.
0: You know our our uh, friend from over yonder, Lynn. She had some vegan poutine. Ooh. You'll have to look at that, Colin. You have to check the Discord.
1: Yeah, I have not been on recently, but yeah, you
0: missed some exciting poutine talk. So she wasn't sure if it was like legit, legit poutine. So you need to weigh in on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. this, this is what you're missing if you're not subscribed to the Patreon. Who cares about the bonus episodes? Three a month, by the way. We're talking about poutine <laughs> over there in, in the secret discord and a shout out to William Lee, who will be joining us next week Yay. to talk about Sonica's. So you too can jump on this podcast. Just give us a moment
1: for the low, <laughs> low price of, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, $25. You can pick the episode. We're recording on a special time. We're accommodating him. Oh, that's the perk. He gets to be on a specific episode. If you also just want to be on an episode, get in touch or you don't have to pay. I mean, you should pay. Please pay. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, because
1: then we can buy more Uno decks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure the show needs content, Colleen. <laughs> we need content, and Uno's here to solve that. But thank you, everybody, that has donated. Uh, we appreciate that, and we appreciate everybody that listens, even if you're not paying. And we will see you all next time for that 2 part with Sonico. Over on the Patreon, we have Case Closed Episode 3, Dub Review, going up on Monday. So that's super exciting. People are dying. There's a suicide. Yoko Kino shows up. (laughs) There's all kinds of excitement. So look out for that. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails.